you know, and if that was baseball, that's like, you know, that's, that's world-class, you know, <laughs> that's hall of fame hitter, numbers you know? there. Yeah, exactly. Totally hall of fame. Right. Yeah. So, and it's Bigfoot. So you should be treated like baseball <laughs> in my opinion. Like <laughs> that's great. We did very, very well, but that's also because, um, using Matt's resources of the BFRO, we had the most recent sighting reports, the most recent information. Um, some of the places we went, um, Minnesota, for example, um, I think our second or third time to Minnesota, somebody cast a footprint the day our plane landed, and then we wow. heard about it. You know, so things are always happening out there in Bigfoot land, and sometimes we just got lucky arriving at the right time and right place. You know, and of course, skeptics I can practically hear you now are saying, "Well, they probably knew you were coming and they faked it." So, well, this guy didn't know we were coming, and uh, and the print is absolutely not fake. I have a copy of it, so. Um, it's pretty impressive. So anyway, yeah, uh, we have a great network of people, um, Bigfooters at our disposal because mm-hmm. all of us uh, are well connected in the Bigfoot community. So we can just reach out to the local Bigfooters and say, hey, man, when's the last sighting that you're aware of? And it's, oh, last week over here. And we'd go hit that spot. And that's why that, that that's really partly why we were so successful. So back up, because when I asked the question and you started off with, uh, I believe I saw one through a thermal imaging, however you phrased it. And then you just kept going nonchalantly, pretty much admitted you saw Bigfoot and just kept going. So tell me about that experience. How, how did that happen? Was it was it during the day, at night? No, no, it was at night. We were filming for the show. We didn't get it on camera, although the, the, the editors tried to make it look like we did. But that was back in season one when I felt that the editors uh, were kind of doing some deceptive editing. But sure. we put an end to that after season one because uh, we all threw a hissy fit about it and um, kind of refused to work for a little while until they f- promised us some things. But um, it, it, after season one, that never happened again, which is nice. But uh, yeah, basically we were filming the show and it was about two in the morning, about two or two thirty in the morning. We had hiked, uh, you know, maybe two miles off trail to get to this spot and we could have hiked on trail. But it would have taken like four hours to hike there. And mm-hmm. so if we, we knew if we cut across this one area, um, we'd find this area, uh, this this real quiet, secluded valley that a number of reports have been coming out of recently. Um, there have been a couple sighting reports and some other things like rock throwing and vocalizations, all from this one little area. So we wanted to go there. And uh, we're out there doing our stuff. And this is very early, like I said, season one. And so we three, well, even Renee, so we four cast members were very suspicious of the reality show thing. We kept expecting them to throw us under the bus or to make us argue and turn it into some sort of like Kardashian nonsense, you know? You need some drama um, for television, right? Exactly. And we're so we're real suspicious, making sure we don't give them anything that they can use against us in editing and all that sort of stuff. And it turns out we were all just paranoid weirdos. Like, there was no reason for that because they were on our side. Um, they protected us from ourselves far more than they threw us under the bus, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, we were in... So, it was one of our very first night investigations, and the the equipment wasn't working well. Um, the backpacks were uncomfortable at that time because, like, there were like screws going into our back, you know, and the camera sucked. And uh, the 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 producers we were kind of we weren't getting along with the producers at the time because they were, you know, like, hey, what? It, what was that noise? That's a Bigfoot call. But no, it wasn't. I heard a car. Yeah. And he's trying to tell me. It was, and it's like, he, you're, no, you're, I'm not going to lie for you. It's kind of my drumming thing. Drumming up you know? business is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, because most TV is garbage. Most TV is complete BS, you know? And uh, we were doing our best to resist that, you know? But anyway, um, so that's like the setting. And so it was like 2 in the morning. And 
uh, we're down for a break. You know, they're changing camera, they're changing tapes out, changing batteries out, and the producers are huddling, saying, "What are we going to do with these people? They're not helping us. They're not playing ball. They're not, you know, jumping when we say jump, and all that other stuff." And then all of a sudden, I hear Moneymaker. You know, it's like, "Who's that on the hill?" You know, it's actually uh, that that audio from the very beginning of the show. You know, there's something on the hill. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that that's that's Matt talking about the thing I saw. You know, and then he saw it too. And, oh. um, and so he goes, what, like, is that you, Cliff? No, it's not me, Matt. And like, Bobo, no, Renee, no, it's not, you know. It's like, well, somebody's on the hill, you know. And they're going, what? And then he yells at it, identify yourself or some nonsense like that. And the thing starts moving, starts walking, and then freezes on one leg and just stands there frozen on one leg for five or ten seconds. And, like, Matt goes, well, whoever it is, you know, it understands me or something like that. And, um, and that's when I looked over. And I looked, and what I saw is about, I'm guessing about 70 yards away, 